This is the On The Line Podcast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. And we're back to another episode of the On The Line Podcast. Here again with Noah. How you doing? Fantastic, man. What a what a week. Very interesting one, in my opinion. I thought there were a lot of uh, interesting games. Very great games this weekend. Um, you know, our pick-ems were not that bad from last week, you and I. We had some discrepancies, but uh, we didn't do too badly. Um, we're going to start the show off with a re- week six recap, like we always do. We're going to do studs and duds. We're going to do our down-to-the-wire segment, waiver-wire pickups for week seven, week seven predictions. Uh, we're going to get into the news a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about Tua, and we're going to talk about Lev Bell. And then what we're going to do is we're going to get into our last segment, which is buy it or bogus. We're bringing that back for this week. Noah and I are going to do a little game. We're going to read each other some predictions and say whether we buy them or whether they're bogus for the rest of the season. So let's get this thing started here. We're going to start off with something shocking Monday night. I mean, the Cowboys just laid an egg. Arizona was one of uh, of my picks for last week. Arizona won. Beating the Cowboys, Kyler Murray had a great game. Well, he had a decent game, but uh, that Arizona defense stepped up. Andy Dalton did not look good at all. The Cowboys could not stop the bleeding. Only mustered up 10 points in that game. Gave up 38 to the Cardinals. I think, you know, the Cowboys are in rough shape. And the only thing that's benefiting them right now is that the whole NFC East is in rough shape. So, you know, the Cardinals coming off two bad losses, once one against Carolina and one against the um, Chicago Bears, needed this rebound and they got it, you know, pretty nicely. So good good for the good for uh, Arizona. But I mean, geez, Noah, your takeaway from that game, the Cowboys just look like garbage. Yeah, they did. I'm surprised you're not uh, crapping on me a little more because I was sort of uh, pumping Andy Dalton's tires and saying that it wasn't that uh, much of a difference between him and Dak Prescott. My God, what an awful take. He, Granted, he had zero help in that game. Bad calls, drops by his receivers, right? even the fumbles and all the turnovers, but he himself, he still looked terrible. But that Cowboys team do they're in trouble their defense can't stop anybody they're down to backups pretty much on their entire offensive line and Dak Prescott I mean that truly shows how good he was playing definitely an MVP candidate because once Dalton was in there I mean the Cardinals just ran away with this one like I they're in trouble I have no idea who's going to win that division it's it's abysmal I don't either and like you said that defense is trash they can't stop anything that offensive line is down to backups after zach martin was out last night i mean andy dalton granted to his credit i'll give you this he probably should have been sacked 10 times only got sacked three times was able to get out of the pocket he almost had that safety i don't know if you remember yeah they're on like they're on like the seven or eight yard line it's third down the guy drops all the way into the end zone coming off a blitz but uh he was able to you know get the ball to the line of scrimmage zeke was there he checked it down at his feet 
But, uh, I mean, they got to figure something out. They, they do not have an easy schedule the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, I mean, at this point, coming up this week against Washington, that's not a gimme game. I mean, them against any opponent in the NFC East, I don't think that's, you know, I, I don't think those are easy. You can't just say, oh, it's a W. No way. Prescott made all the difference there. You know, you bring in a veteran like Andy Dalton, and you'd think that he could muster up something, but only to get 10 points on a Cardinals defense that is not stellar, especially after losing their best defensive player in Chandler Jones. I don't know, man. Like you said, they're in trouble. Um, yeah, for sure. But we shouldn't spend too much more time on this guy because, uh, yeah, I just can't talk about anything but them being trash. Can't say anything else about the Cowboys right now. Jerry Jones, you messed up, man. You messed up. Should have signed Dak. Messed up big time there. And I also do not think the Mike McCarthy signing was also what they needed. They needed a young, fresh, offensive-minded coach. Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, you remember? Really quick. I mean, he came up with some awesome play designs last night that, like, I've never seen. Like, he was using Kyler to his fullest potential. That young offensive mind, you know, him, Shanahan, McVay, they're all coming up with just Matt Rule. They're all coming up with just amazing, you know, game plans and things. They needed somebody else other than Mike McCarthy. But like you said, let's not spend too much time there. Let's go on to what was supposed to be the game of the week last week, Steelers-Browns. Turned out to be just the Steelers' onslaught on the Browns. Like the good old days, Noah. Like the good old days of Pittsburgh just beating up on the Browns. Baker looked terrible. That offense looked bad. The defense didn't do their job. I remember during the week, Kareem Hunt said, this one's for Miles. Like, come on. If that's for Miles, you, you guys ugh, you guys have a lot of work to do. Plus, that's in the past. Come on. Um, and... Uh, I just think that the Steelers came out. They look good. Chase Claypool looks like a beast. James Conner had a nice day as well. Steelers are coming around. They look like a top team in the league right now, undefeated. And uh, coming up this week against the Titans, both undefeated teams, that's going to be a great matchup there. But uh, the Browns, damn, they need help. Baker does not look like the guy right now. No, Baker does not look like the guy. I mean, he played pretty bad. Uh, they couldn't get anything going through the air. Uh, the big surprise was that the Browns were leading the league going into this uh, going into this game with rush yards. I mean, they were just absolutely running over every single team that they played. But it's important to note that the Steelers were one of the best run defense run defenses going into the game. So, if the Browns needed to win or wanted to win, they were going to have to get something going on the ground because we know Baker Mayfield can't pass against the Steelers' defense. And the Steelers, it really shows how fantastic their run defense is because I think they held the Browns to like 80 yards rushing, which normally they're averaging almost double that. So They were the, yeah, the leading team in the league with rush yards per game. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they were completely stuffed at the line. Kareem Hunt just couldn't get anything going on the ground. And... When that happens, you're forced to put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands to make a play, and he just could not do it. Every time that, every time he gets the ball, we always make the joke. He's just rolling out to the right, man. He has no idea how to stand in the pocket, actually move around like how Big Ben or any other decent pocket passer would. But, you know, another big surprise was that Cleveland's defense was supposed to be touted as being pretty solid, but the Steelers were able to not only pass with Big Ben, but they were they ran all over them. James Conner had a heck of a day, in my opinion. He played fantastic. 
that offensive line was able to get things going for him, open up some big holes. He took advantage of it. So, like you said, the Steelers look like a top team right now. Uh, I think this is just a bad loss for the Browns. I still think they're a decent football team, uh, definitely towards the top half of the league. But this was this was an obliteration, Mark. So it was great for us. We had a great exactly. Sunday. It was great for us, for sure. And I would like to say preseason, I made the prediction that Baker Mayfield would be benched during some point of the season for Case Keenum. It's exactly what happened in that game. He went. To, he got benched. They said it was out of injury concerns for Baker, but Baker was not playing well at all. I kind of see why they didn't leave him in there. They didn't have a chance to win the game. And it's like, you know, Case Keenum came in and he didn't do bad. You know, he was serviceable. Everyone's seen he's been serviceable, especially when he was with the Vikings. So, you know, we might see some more Baker sightings. I mean, some more Case Keenum sightings, excuse me. But the Browns are still 4-2. and two. Let's not take it away from them. They still have a very good record, um, and they're third in the AFC North. So we'll see in the upcoming weeks how they do. But uh, let's go on to another game. I mean, uh, most people, uh, we both had the Chiefs winning this game. Chiefs-Bills. Bills came out, and they, they, you know, they held their own against the Chiefs. But against Patrick Mahomes, they got Clyde Edwards-Elaire going. Um, you know, the, Patrick Mahomes was looking nice. You know, Tyreek Hill didn't do as much as people would think. Me, Cole Hardman didn't do as well as people thought he is as well. But uh, as a team, you know, rushing, Patrick Mahomes and Elaire and Daryl Williams all had great games rushing the ball against that Bills defense. And I think that's going to be where the Bills are going to suffer here in the next coming weeks. Like, you look, and they match up with some of these teams, especially when you look at when they played the Titans. Like, Titans, Derrick Henry, they're a run-first team, and they're going to run all over a defense that can't stop the run. So that's going to be concerning for the Buffalo Bills coming up here. Um, And, you know, Josh Allen, he's decent, but I don't think he's that consistent. And uh, the Chiefs just look better here. Yeah, they did. And like you said... Uh, Tennessee being a run-first team, we expected them to run when they uh, gave that pounding to the Bills. We did not expect the Chiefs to be doing that. But it just shows that any team that wants to run on the Bills, it seems like you can. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was doing decent. Uh, He was averaging, you know, 60 to 80 yards a game. I mean, he put up 160 yards. I think the Chiefs in total put up over 200 yards rushing on the Bills' defense, which that is awful, especially for a defense that's supposed to be touted as one of the best in the league. Uh, they don't have an incredibly tough schedule this year, nor do they, do they face uh, that good of rushing teams. I mean, the Dolphins and the Jets, both division opponents, and they're not known for rushing the football. So I think the Bills are fine in division, but anything outside of that, there's going to be some teams that they come across that are going to be able to rush the football, and that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Their defense does not look good. Josh Allen's the surprise for me. He looks better than expected. The defense is much worse. Terrible. The defense is is really not good at all. Um, let's go on to the probably the other game of the weekend that was supposed to be, and you know what? This one also turned out to be a blowout. Bucks Packers. Um, Packers went up ten nothing. They look good. Aaron Jones was wearing Oakleys on the sideline, dancing around when they're up ten nothing. And what happened? Aaron Rodgers comes onto the field, throws a pick six, and the momentum switches towards the Buccaneers. Tom Brady and the Bucks end up routing the Packers. The Packers came in this week as my Super Bowl favorite and the best team in the league, in my opinion. I mean, everyone has a bad game, but that was a atrocious game. Aaron Rodgers was off. 
Um, he was getting into, you know, yelling matches with Nadamik and Sue at halftime. Things were unraveling, and they just never got back on track. So bad week for the Packers, good week for the Bucks, And it makes you think, like, that NFC South, that is up in the air right now. I mean, the Panthers are still in it. I'll, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. The Panthers are still in it. The Falcons are out. Um, and uh, the Saints, you know, we'll see. They had a bye week last week. They got Michael Thomas back this week, so we'll see what they do. But NFC South is up for grabs. And the NFC North right now, you look like the Bears are still in it. They're a five and one team up there. The Packers are five and one. So I mean, it'll be extremely interesting to see what happens there. But a bad loss for the Pack and Aaron Rodgers and them have to get back on track. Yeah, they do. I mean, you mentioned Aaron Jones. You know, partying it up on the sideline with his Oakleys. Uh, my man only had 15 yards rushing on the ground, and Aaron Rodgers pretty much, I would say, had that touchdown. Eric. Aaron Jones just came in after they uh, pulled it back. I don't know if you remember when he fell yes. fell over the goal line and they just called him down short. So Aaron Jones got a free TD. They couldn't get anything going on the ground. That was the one thing is that they are supposed to have this fantastic run game, and they do, but that Bucks defense just stopped them. So good for the Bucs. Uh, unexpected loss last week to the Bears. They really rebounded, especially Tom Brady. Uh we are making fun of him. He didn't know what down it was. Uh, I don't think that matters now because he just absolutely destroyed one of the best teams in the league. I still think the Packers are a good team. Let's not overreact. Yeah. This was just, you know, bad loss. Everything went wrong for them. Like you said, Rodgers, this was probably the worst game that I've seen him play in a long time. Pick six. I think he had, what, two interceptions total? Just couldn't yeah. get anything going through the air. And but, the second uh, interception wasn't his fault. No. That's the one that went through Devontae Adams' hands, and I mean, they just they just weren't clicking. I think that I think that's the main the main thing to take away here. And I said before, Packers are five and one. They're four and one. They already had their bye week, so the Bears Bears are number one in the NFC North. Who saw that? I mean, we did. We said that the Bears would finish second in the division, and right now they're number one. So they could. I still think they will finish second. So, I mean. Chalk that up to to good predictions. There, we've we've been pretty good, Noah. We've we have been, been. Good with our with our predictions right now. I obviously blew it on the Falcons prediction, but uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Though those were probably the best games this weekend. I mean, the Titans Texans that was a good game as well. Unexpected good game. Titans edged them out in overtime. In overtime, that was the Derrick Henry. In the, the whole game was the Derrick Henry show, having over two hundred yards rushing. He is. In my opinion, he he's one of my favorite players, but I think he right now is the best pure rusher in the NFL. I don't think that there's anyone that comes close. I would have thought it's Zeke, but as you can see, Zeke's been fumbling so much this season. But uh, I think Derrick Henry's the best pure rusher in the NFL right now. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's nobody that can stop him. He's a tank. What six foot four, whatever, two hundred and something pounds. Beast. Nobody can tackle him. He just bullies kids out there i'm thinking of that josh norman attempted tackle that derrick henry just said get off me little dude like, <laughs> come on dude he's like you don't want any of this smoke derrick henry's a beast but uh yeah man good games great, great games this week um our picks for last week were pretty good we only had one miss on our consensus picks um we missed the patriots broncos but who saw the broncos winning that game Patriots came out terrible. They that did. is the worst I've seen the Patriots play in, like, I can't even remember how long. Bill Belichick doesn't lose to young QBs either. 
I no. don't know what happened that game that just like, you know, the Patriots came out. The Patriots just came out flat footed. They did. That's, that's the other the say. other thing about this too is that at least I forgot about this. I just chalked it up to yep. Bill Belichick's going to win. I mean, they weren't really practicing because of everything that was going on with their team being sick Good with point. the virus. So, but I was like, you know what? Bill Belichick's got this. Like you said, Mark, Bill Belichick doesn't lose to young QBs. He doesn't lose to bad teams. I would say that the Broncos fall into both of those categories. And, man, Cam Newton cannot throw. Granted, I don't think they have too much to work with there besides Edelman, but still, it's going to be a problem if they can't pass the football because teams are now going to just scheme for the run. It's going to be tough for the Pats. And if you notice... Uh, I mean, the Eagles, which, by the way, this is another thing. No, I'm sorry. I got to toot my horn a little bit more here. I said that the Eagles game would be closer than people thought. They you covered did. seven and a half against the Ravens because people are figuring out the Ravens. You force Lamar Jackson to throw, and they're going to be in trouble. I mean, the Ravens here, you, you go up against a good run defense, and the Ravens are going to be in trouble. Lamar is not as good as a thrower as people thought. And it, you know, you're kind of seeing the same situation here where, you know, the Patriots are a run first team. You're going to need Cam Newton to have over 50 yards rushing at least every game because they can't rely on his arm. Like you said, the weapons there are slim pickings. And I think the Patriots might be in a little bit of trouble here. Um, but uh, I mean, that's not too bad for us. Consensus picks only one wrong. The other ones we disagreed on bears, Panthers, bears pulled it out. Um, Rams Niners. I love the I love the Niners to rebound that game. They did. They came out looking real good. And Vikings Falcons flock up, baby. Falcons get their first win of the season against the Vikings in a just unreal fashion. Julio Jones had an amazing game. So good for them. Good for the Falcons getting their first win. And uh, I love to see it. Dude, don't rub your three and zero disagreement picks in my face. All right, I went over three. Uh, completely missed on the Vikings. I did not expect them to just get destroyed by the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons led pretty much the entire game. Uh, I don't want to say that they look good because both of these are bad teams. But Matt Ryan had them going, and like you said, Julio had a fantastic day. Uh, you, I'll give you some big credit on the 49ers. I did think the Rams had the pieces to win that game. Granted, it was close. It wasn't a blowout game. But uh, the 49ers look good, especially with all of their players coming back from injury. Uh, I guess we could talk about that a little more in the coming weeks, but that division's the best in football. Right now, the 49ers are at the bottom, and we projected them to be at the top. So could we see this division pretty much finish with all teams over 500? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I think we could. I think I, th- I think it could happen. Just because everyone's so good, like you said. Yeah. But uh, do you have something you want to add to that? Uh, congratulations for kicking my ass this week. And I also <laughs> said that Andy Dalton was going to be good. I'll just bring that up again. You could. Uh, this is this is your week, dude. That your was week. One one week. One one and a sixteen and. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good that's good numbers right there let's go to our studs and duds here um my studs for the week i'm actually gonna go with uh derrick henry and i'm gonna go i'm gonna do a little change up here i'm gonna go with julio jones i mean both of these guys had amazing weeks um let me start here with derrick henry 
Derrick Henry, fantasy-wise, put up 41.4 points. That is like, I can't remember the last time a running back has put up that many points. That's absurd. It's like maybe CMC did it once last year, but that is crazy. 22 rushes for 212 yards and two touchdowns. He had two catches for 52 yards, 41.4 points. Absolutely unreal day. He did amazing and uh, good for Derrick Henry. He's probably my favorite back in the league. And then Julio Jones against the Minnesota Vikings coming off an injury. He had eight catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Julio's, you know, 137 yards, that's a good day for Julio. That's what he's known for. But those touchdowns really help his value because he's not known for those for those touchdowns. Um, Julio's the guy that gets all the yards and then somebody else finishes it off and gets the touchdowns. But good for Julio and good for Derrick Henry, both posting above 30-point days, which is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Like you said, Derrick Henry, 40 points for a running back. I don't care who it is. It's absolutely absurd. But he's fantastic. So if there was any uh, running back that was going to be able to do that this season, it was definitely him. And like you said, Julio getting the touchdowns helps his value so much because you expect him to get 100 yards receiving a game. Like that's what he's known for. He's Julio Jones. But good to see him bounce back, especially because he's been dealing with an injury. But going on to my studs, I'm going to go with a guy who I benched against Mark this week in our league because I was like, you know what? He's been playing, but I've played him every week and he's let me down. Well, he went off on my bench, Kenyon Drake. (laughs) He benefited from some huge garbage time numbers, especially one big run towards the end of the game uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, 20 rushes for 164 yards and two touchdowns. Great day for him. Uh, He didn't add anything in the receiving game, so that's important to note. And he did rip off a huge run. I think it was like 69, 70 yards at the end of that Cowboys game for a TD. So that pretty much doubled his point total. But he looked good on the ground. So good for Kenyon Drake owners out there. Uh, Gives you some hope for him this season. And then another stud who's been racking up some huge weeks. He's already been a stud this year is Justin Jefferson. Best game of the year for him. Nine catches, 166 yards, and two TDs. I mean, the, granted, it's coming in garbage time because the Vikings are always down and you got to throw to him. But, Mark, this guy's a stud. I mean, he's putting up double-digit points almost every week since we had him on our fantasy radar. So, good for him. Definitely. I love those picks. Uh, Justin Jefferson, un- I didn't think he was going to – honestly, before the season, I was like, I-, I don't know if I believe in him out of LSU. I don't know if he's going to, because there were so many wide receivers drafted in the first round. I didn't think Justin Jefferson was going to be the one to explode. I thought it'd be rugs, but Justin Jefferson, an absolute gem. He is doing unbelievable. Um, and then my duds for the week, I'm actually going to go back to Minnesota here. Alexander Madison. What a dud day. And I thought he was going to have a great day. Um, he was playing a Falcons defense that was terrible against the run. But, uh, I mean, he only mustered up, uh, I believe it was 26 yards on 10 carries, 2.6 yards per carry. That's pretty terrible, um, especially for Alexander Madison, who coming off a game against Seattle, who also has a bad rush game or run defense, excuse me. He had 112 yards, and now he heads 26 yards, so... I mean, bad game for him. Um, You know, not much else to say. And then my other dud for the week is going to be Juju. I mean, Juju had uh, not a great game against Cleveland. He only had two catches for six yards. But uh, 
I mean, he's a good sport about it in, uh, you know, on the team. He's a good team player. Chase Claypool's really coming in, stepping in and playing a big role there in Pittsburgh. But, uh, I mean, it's not time, you know, Juju still has value. He's just going to need the time to come around. Once teams start focusing on Claypool, Juju's value will go up. But Juju for last week, he only had 1.6 points. That's not what you expect out of a top receiver like him. You drafted him probably in the first four rounds. So, um, Juju and Alexander Madison, my duds for the week. Yeah, I like those picks a lot, especially the uh, Juju one. Just go into a little bit of detail. He's been saved. He's only had two double-digit weeks in fantasy this year, and he's had touchdowns in all of those. He's yet to go for 100 yards receiving this year. His highest game was 69 yards, and that was against the Giants. So his last couple of weeks, 6 yards, 28 yards, and 43 yards, I mean... I, like you said, Mark, he does have value because he's Juju Smith-Schuster and he's on the Steelers. I think Clay Polch has been racking up touchdowns these past couple of weeks that he can't keep up that production. So Juju's going to bounce back a little bit, but I guess a lot of people were expecting him to be a top 10 receiver. I don't know if we're going to see that out of him. But uh, I like that. Oh, real quick, I like that take you had right there where you like, it's Juju, his name, and the Steelers. Think about that. I mean, you could probably – he'd probably be a good trade candidate right now. You know, right. trade him with his name and his team. And, you know, people are going to think – I mean, I would think that he's going to bounce back a little, but his consistency is not there, like you said. And he probably won't finish as a top 10 receiver. I mean, more than likely he won't. So uh, he might be a good trade candidate there. But let's get into your duds here. Yeah, let's get into the duds. Um, first dud for me, Mike Evans. One catch for 10 yards. Mike Evans, man. I mean, he had a touchdown in every single game coming up to this Green Bay matchup. So you would have expected him to have another one, right? Nope. One catch for 10 yards. I don't even think his targets were that high. So I don't know. I mean, Chris Godwin did come back. So that definitely is going to hurt Mike Evans' value a little bit. That's why he was getting so many red zone targets. He's still a top player in the league. But yeah, man. Ronald Jones benefited from uh, he benefited did. from leading in that Green Bay game. So tough week for Mike Evans' owners. And then my next dud is going to go to OBJ against the Steelers. Good for <laughs> us. Wanted to see him do awful, and he did. He had two catches for twenty-five yards. Clap it up for OBJ. Talking all <laughs> the smack. He took his cleats off. He I took his that. pads off. He you know, everything off on the side. Air it out, man. You worked your butt off. <laughs> um, I saw today that he, you know, you know, people are suggesting OBJ might you know request the trade out of Cleveland. What do you think about that? I mean, we've heard we've heard this every time. O- Odell gets sad, so he just wants to cry, uh, demand a trade. Yes, he's a good talent, but man, does. Would you want him on your team, to be honest? I mean, he seems like another Antonio Brown type. Is the talent... Does the talent outweigh the headache? I don't... I don't think so, unless he... You know, what team would I put him on? You can't put him on a team that already has a stud-wide receiver, and then he's the number two. That's the problem. And all the teams that are you know playoff teams right now have those really good wide receivers at least the number one besides maybe the ravens but the cleveland would never trade him there so 
No. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like, I mean, who wants him? He's a headache, like you said. Yeah, I mean, somebody, if Odell Beckham is up for trade, someone is going to take him. But like you said, it's just going to be a tough situation. It's going to be a team that absolutely has no number one. And But I don't know. I could just see him going to another garbage team because every team that's in playoff contention probably just wants to roll with the roster they have right now. Odell Beckham's not the headache you want to take on, especially when you have good mojo. So, But those are my two duds for the week. Exactly. I like that. Um, let's go on to the uh, Le'Veon Bell situation here. Um, Le'Veon Bell got picked up by the Chiefs, which now that I'm remembering, we covered that last week, our landing destinations for him. You did. Had you the, called that. I had the Bills and the Chiefs as the top two. Wow. Last week I had a great week. That's fantastic, that's one, dude. That's All- once in a season week right there. And it wasn't just on one day. You had it from the beginning to the end, man. You just ruled Jeez, it. Mark's that's week. Bad. That's that's bad for this week. That means I'm I'm in for a rough <laughs> one this week. But uh I mean, Le'Veon Bell of the Chiefs, unreal. When you look at it from a fantasy perspective, it hurts and Noah. I'm not targeting you, but it hurts Clyde Edwards Alaire owners, I think, a little bit. You're targeting I mean, me. I think I think the you'd have to think that the production would have to be spread out between the two. Maybe not in the first couple weeks, but as they get up to it, I mean Clyde is definitely gonna be the every down back. But on third downs, you bring out Lev Bell or you put Lev Bell out wide, maybe on a pass play, you bring Lev Bell out on the goal line. Wow, he's gonna have some serious, serious potential there, I think. Great pickup for the Chiefs. That just like it's just another weapon added to Andy I mean excuse me, uh, Andy Reid's, you know, playbook. And Patrick Mahomes, his arsenal is, it's all speed and skill. Tyreek, Meekle, they're going to get Sammy Watkins back. Travis Kelsey's playing at an elite level. Clyde is just getting into his stride right now after a great game yesterday. And now you add Lev Bell. The problem with the Chiefs is probably going to be the injuries on that offensive line is the only thing that might hold them back a little bit. And the defense is not that good. But, I mean, you look at this offense loaded with talent, and what a great move for Le'Veon Bell. He just signed with a top three team in the league that has more than enough firepower to make the Super Bowl again. What a great move for him. Yeah, absolutely. How many more weapons do you need? Like, my God. You already had the best offense in the NFL, and it's just better. Um, Like you said about Clyde, it's going to hurt his value a little bit. Clyde's still going to get plenty of volume. It's just the touchdowns and the red zone opportunities, in my opinion. Lev Bell is going to be the guy. He's a bigger back. Uh, they're going to defer to him. We've already seen they've deferred to even uh, Daryl Williams in the red zone just because Clyde's just a smaller back. It's not to say that he's not good. He gets plenty of touches, and clearly he had a fantastic game. But uh, you know, when you get a crowded running back room with the talent of Le'Veon Bell like that, yeah, it's going to hurt his value a little bit, but it's not like Clyde's no longer a starting running back. You'll still be able to play him. He's just not going to put up those Derrick Henry numbers we were hoping for. But yeah, to me, this just makes the Chiefs so much better. What a move. It does. And the Chiefs have enough talent, but not enough personality where Cleveland has the bet the most amount of skilled players on their roster, but there's too many personalities. In Kansas City, there's not too many personalities, and they have just as good of weapons. So, good move by Andy Reid. 
good move by Le'Veon Bell. And um, news that came out today, actually, was that Tua Tagovailoa was going to be starting in two weeks. This week, the Dolphins are on a bye. Next week, they're going to be playing the Rams. And two is going to be starting over Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think I like the move. I don't know about you, Noah, but I don't like the move. You're moving off Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been playing well for you guys. You're going to Tua when you don't need to go to Tua. And he's going to be thrown into a game against the fifth best defense in terms of sack numbers. I mean, I don't know if you're setting him up for success here in his first game. I I could see if you're throwing him in against playing the Jets again or playing a team with a bad defense, but playing against the Rams, that defense, you're throwing him into the fire there in his first game playing. I mean, he did get a few snaps against the Jets, but he's still going to have a ton of nerves going into that game. I I don't know if I like the move here. I don't know if I like it either. So the next three games for them, I would say that they're all tough matchups. The Rams... They just played the 49ers pretty tight. They're definitely the favorite in that game. The Cardinals just obliterated the Cowboys. And then the Chargers, we've both said they have a fantastic roster. They're probably the best worst team, if that makes sense. The best team with the like the worst record. 1-4, yeah. 1-5 does not show how good they are. That's tough for two. I don't know why you put them in. Why would you risk it? it? You're not making the playoffs. Exactly. I do just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like the move. I guess we'll see how it goes out. I, I, I understand getting the guy experience, but like, come on. You're throwing him in to the wolves here. Aaron Donald might eat him up. Yes. I, I just I just don't like it. I don't like the move. And, uh, you know, coming off the Jets, probably should have played him against the Jets. Oh, did you see that the Jets' Steve McClendon, the defensive tackle for the Jets, hopped in a car after the Jets game and drove down to Tampa because he would trade it right after the game to the Bucks. Did you see that? No, I did not, but that's fantastic because he probably couldn't have gotten that car faster than he exactly. tried to. Exactly. He he was in Miami for the game, and right after the game, the Jets traded him for nothing. It was nothing. And after the Bucks lost Vita Vea, you know, they needed a defensive tackle. Why not? And he's like, wow, I just went from the worst team to one of the best teams to being, you know, in the Super Bowl conversation here. So good for him. Um, that's a, a good move for him. And uh, I was also thinking about the Jets quick. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to brag on this a little bit. Why haven't the Jets fired Gase yet? And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Why haven't they fired him? And then I thought in my head, I'm like, look, the Jets are losing right now with Gase. If the Jets fire Gase and they rattle off, I don't know, three, four wins by the end of the season without him, miraculously, they're out of contention for the number one pick. You stick with Gase here, and he loses you the season, you have even more reason to fire him. I mean, everyone knows he's already out. Why not keep him? He's losing you games right now. It doesn't matter. And you're in position to get the number one pick. That's just my take on it, you know, uh, from the perspective of the Jets already losing. So, I mean, I get why you would want to fire him, but if you fire him and you end up winning like three or four games, that's bad because then you're out of the Trevor Lawrence lottery here. I don't know. What do you think about that take? I love that. You're playing chess, dude. Everyone else is playing checkers. Listen, <laughs> he's losing. You don't want to win. Nobody exactly. ca- nobody cares about the Jets right now. Everyone knows Adam Gase sucks already. Just let him do his sucky thing. Let him coach you to a uh, 0-16 or at best 2-14 and season, whatever it is. Get the Trevor sweepstakes and get his ass out of there. Joe Douglas is like, look, I inherited a pile of shit. 
and it's even worse than I expected. So I'm just going to ride this thing out, get what I need, clean house, and then he'll move forward next season. So Jets, it's been real, but I can't say that we uh, we didn't expect anything better. So congrats exactly. to being awful. <laughs> Let's go on to our down-to-the-wire segment here. Waiver-wire pickups for this week, last week. Noah, I, I'm going to steal one that you had last week here. Um, I believe you said Travis Fulgham last week. Mm-hmm. I love that pickup this week. I mean, Fulgham's playing his own. He's doing very well. It's a good pickup for last week. I'm reiterating for this week, kind of stealing your thunder here. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Travis Fulgham's my first ad. My next ad, which it doesn't really count, but I made a mistake last week in saying that you should drop Jarek McKinnon. You should not drop Jarek McKinnon. That was a dumb take because Jarek McKinnon now is going to be the starter again because Mostert's out with an ankle sprain. So if you listen to me, I'm sorry, but try and pick McKinnon back up because he's going to be taking a larger role here. And then my last ad here, I like Corey Davis. Corey Davis is, a, he's, you know, he's having probably his best year as a pro um, coming off a the COVID list for the Tennessee Titans. AJ Brown's been seeing a lot of targets, but when AJ Brown wasn't playing, Corey, Corey Davis was holding his own. And uh, I like Corey Davis to be a deep wide receiver pickup. If you need someone here, or, I mean, he's only rostered in 31% of leagues. Um, and when he was playing, he was doing pretty well. He played the first three games. He had 14 points, 11 points, nine points. So it's a decent flex play. Also T Higgins is, picking up his pace he's owned in 50 percent of leagues coming off a 16 point week his best week of the year i'm pretty sure t higgins is filling in a role nicely for joe burrow they have a good connection there so um those are my ads for the week what about you noah yeah i like that especially with t higgins like you said he's doing fantastic uh i don't know how he's still owned in only you know what you said 50 something percent of leagues 56 i believe is a number to me I mean, it's close between him and Tyler Boyd, but those two far and away the best options there. Uh, A.J. Green's been phased out completely, so it's T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So especially in a pass-heavy Bengals offense, they're always going to be trailing in games, in my opinion, so you better get him if he's still out there. Uh, You took all my ads, man, but uh, I'm going to go to a guy here. Might be a little bit of a hot take. I think Gronk's back. I think you should take a chance on Rob Gronkowski. Uh, five catches, 78 yards, and one touchdown. Do I think he's going to do that every single week? No. But with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans back, it's going to open up wonders for uh, for Rob Gronkowski at the red zone because they were always looking to Mike Evans and Gronk. Now there's just way too many options on that Bucks offense to throw to. I think he's going to get his chemistry going with uh, Tom Brady here. So if you're... If you're a little nervous about your tight end spot, which unless you have a top guy, I'm sure you are, take a chance on Rob Gronkowski. Another guy that I'm going to reiterate, Cole Beasley. Look, Cole Beasley, I know he's not a sexy pick, but he's consistently getting four to five catches and like 50 yards a week. He And when he gets a touchdown, he's getting you fantastic flex numbers. So I'm not saying he's your wide receiver one. But if he's deep, go get him. He's a guy that is still only rostered in 40% of leagues. Just pick him up. I mean, you probably have somebody worse sitting on your bench. Drop that crap tight end you have as your backup and just go pick up a wide receiver. At least you could do something with him. But uh, 
one more ad. It's my guy, Hunter Renfro. I'm Mark. I'm sticking on this train, man. Are you serious? I'm sticking on this train, man, dude. Stay with him, especially against the Bucks. They're gonna have to be passing, especially like the Raiders. If they want to stay in games, they're gonna have to pass. Besides Waller and Ruggs, he's the guy to go to. So if the run game's ever stuck, especially against Tampa, they're gonna have a decent. They're gonna have a decent time or a decent challenge trying to rush the football against Tampa. Stick with Renfro. I'm not saying these are the sexy picks, but they're the safe picks. I can't really see any other wide receivers I'd want to pick up right now, so that's why I'm going with him. I'm gonna give you one more. That's I guarantee you look anywhere and they're not gonna tell you this advice. But I'm telling you he's a good ad if you're a deep league. Tim Patrick on the Denver Broncos. Past three weeks. He had 12 points, 21 points, 13 points. He just had back-to-back 100-yard games. One against New England with Stephon Gilmore there. The guy is producing. He's only rostered in 27% of leagues. He's position ranked 35 right now. Coming in with his uptick happened right after the Pittsburgh game when Cortland Sutton went down. He seems to be the guy there. Him, Noah Fant, and Jerry Judy. So Tim Patrick, I mean... Watch out. I think he's going to be a good ad in the next coming weeks. You'll see his roster numbers go up. You're just looking at, I'm looking at the numbers now. Like I said, 12 points, 21, 13. That's double digits past three weeks in a row. That's pretty good. I like, I like those numbers for Tim Patrick. And you're probably, he's probably not talked about as much. He might have a little more boom bust potential there, but uh, Tim Patrick's going to be another ad. Sorry for stealing your thunder, Noah. But uh, I do like your picks here with Gronk, especially with OJ Howard down. I love yes. that Gronk pick. My drop for this week, J.K. Dobbins. You know, I, I have him on my team, never going to play him. You're probably never going to play him. He's so inconsistent. I think he's averaging like six points a week. Um, there's a lot better options out there. He's just still rostered in 62% of leagues. He's averaging 6.7 points per week. He's only had one week where he got over 10 points, and that was against Cleveland. He had 14. The rest of his numbers are pretty bad. So, I mean, J.K. Dobbins at this point, I'd drop him. Yeah, I mean, what's going on in that Ravens backfield? Especially Mark Ingram has had some pretty bad weeks here in the past few. He's made our bust list. I don't know what's going on. You can't really trust any Ravens running back, but uh, definitely drop J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Another guy for me, just in a crowded room, Michael Gallup. I mean, look, the Cowboys are trending way down. Their stock is plummeting. Michael Gallup, he's had one double-digit week. And he had six catches for 138 yards and one touchdown. Other than that, the highest amount of points he's put up is nine. He's had a couple of threes and a couple of sixes as well. Look, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, those are the only two that they're looking to throw to, in my opinion. They're far and away more talented than Gallup. I don't think he's a bad receiver, but you can't trust him week to week. He's kind of like A.J. Green to me. He's just like he's been phased out. There may still be some talent there, but, I mean, you can't trust him. Are you ever going to play him? No. So, unless one of those two guys that I just mentioned, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, unless they get injured, I would drop them. I like that. I like that take. Um, let's move on to our Week 7 predictions here. Um, we're ready at Week 7. It's awesome. Um Let's go through it real real quick, the ones that we agree upon. Panthers, Saints, we both took the Saints here over the Panthers. Think they have a better roster. Jets, Bills, going with Buffalo. 
Browns Bengals, we were tough, but we both took the Browns. But watch the Browns be an upset alert. That game is going to be close, and the Bengals could very well knock off the Browns if Baker plays poorly again. Um, Cowboys Washington, another game that's going to be close, kind of a toss up, but we both went with the Cowboys just because they have to win. You just got embarrassed in prime time. You got to win there. Packers Texans, Packers are going to come with a vengeance this week. Um, Lions Falcons, flock up, baby. We both picked the Falcons in this game. Two in a row, maybe. Steelers Titans, game of the week. I can't believe it's only one o'clock. Steelers Titans, battle of the undefeated teams. We both picked the Steelers here. Hopefully they can continue that streak. Seahawks, Cardinals, Seahawks coming off a bye. We both like the Seahawks here. Chiefs, Broncos, Chiefs to win there. Chargers, Jags, Chargers are in a good position to win. Um, 49ers, Patriots. 49ers right now are underdogs in that game, but we both love the Niners coming off a huge win. They're getting all their pieces back. Um, you know, Debo Samuel's turning out to be a beast for them. Ayuk's doing well. Kittle's doing well. So they're pretty well rounded there. Bucks, Raiders. Both like the Bucks here, and uh, Bears Rams is a toss up here. So let's start with the two games. Only two games we disagree on here. Giants Eagles. I like the Giants in this game just because I feel like the Giants defense is pretty decent, and they're coming off uh, their first win of the season last week. Um, I like. I just like the Giants here. I think that they they might get something rolling this week. Might be able to knock off a very injured Eagles team with no more Zach Ertz. So. I like the Giants to come up big here Thursday night. Dude, I'm surprised. You've been so hot on the Eagles to cover, saying that they were going to cover with the Ravens, and they did. I don't know why you're going with uh, going with the Giants. I Look. just, I just, I think the Giants. I think the Giants are just in a better spot right now with their coaching and you know expectations. The thing with expectations is that everyone expected the Eagles to be at least somewhat decent, and now they have all this pressure to win. The Giants have no expectations. No one expected them to do anything. I like the Giants to come out loose, and I like them to knock off their rivals here. I like that, I guess. I'll have to respect it, but you said that their defense has been playing well. They've been in tight games pretty much every single time. They did hold the Rams to 17 points, which is good, but Cowboys put up 37, and uh, they let Washington into a one-point game there, so Washington almost knocked them off. So, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I do think that they have the better coach-quarterback combo. Granted, the Eagles are injured, like you said. No Zach Ertz hurts, but uh, I'm just going to roll with the Eagles here. Uh, It's going to be close, for sure. I mean... If the Eagles want to maintain or buy back any of that uh, stock that they had earlier in the year of supposed to be, you know, a fantastic team, this is a must-win game for them. So that's why I'm going with the Eagles. And the winner of this game could very well take over first place in the NFC East. And that's kind of absurd because they'll only have two wins. But... uh... We disagree with that one, and the other one we disagree with is Bears-Rams. Another great game this week. That's Monday night. Um, I like the Bears. I like Nick Foles. I like what they're doing there. I like their defense. I think they match up very well, but the Rams could easily, easily take control of this game. The Bears have to be sharp. Their run game has to be sharp. Their Nick Foles has to be on. Allen Robinson has to get separation from Jalen Ramsey in this game. But I like the Bears' defense here. I like them to control the pace of the game. They're going to get after Jared Goff. And, uh, I mean, if, if that Bears defense can hold up, I think that they could potentially come with a huge upset here and beat the Rams. 
Yeah, it's going to be another close one. Like you said, Bears have been rolling. Uh, their defense is great. So the Rams' offense definitely has a tough test for them. But to me, the Rams just came out flat-footed against the 49ers. Uh, their defense looked a little sloppy in that first half. They played much better in the second half, though. Not as many points for the 49ers in the second half. So uh, I like the Rams to rebound here. They've kind of been screwed in a couple of games this year. They've been in a lot of close ones. That 49ers team, that's a good team that they just played at full strength. The 49ers were finally back to it. So I like the Rams to rebound here. Uh, they got to stay competitive in that division. I mean, one loss, and it puts you right at the bottom. So it's the best division in football, and if they want to stay competitive, they got to beat the Bears. So I'm going to go with the Rams. I like it. I like it. We'll see. We'll see what happens this week. But let's get into our last segment here. Buy it or bogus. We're bringing it back. Noah and I are going to read each other's statements that we don't know what each other wrote. And we're going to say buy it or bogus. And uh, you know what, Noah? I'll ask you first. I'll start here. Um, what Buy it or bogus. The Cowboys will win the NFC East. <sighs> to me, right now, I'm not buying it. It's bogus, dude. I can't see it. It's it's not even Andy Dalton. That defense has absolutely no answer. And Mike McCarthy doesn't seem to have any game plan to fix it. I don't think they can trade for anybody. No, there's nothing they can do. They're getting outscored and embarrassed by teams that are worse than them every single week. Every week. So I feel like the Giants could even knock the Cowboys off at some point this season. I think that was a take that you had that yeah. the Giants were going to keep it close against the Cowboys in both games. So I'm going to say bogus. No, the Cowboys aren't going to do it. I like that. I like that take here. Um, let's go to the next one here. Joe Burrow will win Rookie of the Year. This was one that we had the last time we did it. I'm bringing it back now, though. Joe Burrow will be Rookie of the Year. Buyer to bogus. I don't think so, because I think Justin Herbert's playing much better than him right now. Uh He's not playing bad. Uh, people are just calling him, or sort of at the beginning of the season, giving him rookie of the year because he was the number one overall pick, came off a fantastic year at LSU, one of the best college football seasons ever. But he's just not in a position on that Bengals team. I mean, he's 1-4-1. and one. He's not putting up stellar numbers. They're decent, and he's definitely going to have a bright future, but... I think Herbert's playing better than him. There are a bunch of rookies out there that I think are having uh, more eye-popping seasons. So bogus. I'm not. He's not winning. Okay, I think that Joe Burrow will still win it because he's you know doing well with with a Bengals team that was absolutely terrible last year. But it's going to be close, and we're not even halfway through the season yet. Buy it or bogus. The Chicago Bears will make the playoffs. I buy that one. I mean, 5-1. and one, We said that they were going to be second in the division. There are seven teams now in the playoffs. So, And if you go look at the NFC, I mean, just trying to think here. Definitely the Bucks are better. Definitely the Packers. Definitely the Seahawks. And there are a couple of teams in that NFC West that are definitely stellar. But there is room for them, especially with 5-1. and one. Uh, They've yet to play the Vikings, uh, if I'm correct. Did they play the Vikings yet? I don't think so. They have not. They have not. And then I think they get Detroit another time as well. So those are three teams, three very winnable games. They do have to play the Packers twice. But look, they're in a very good spot here. They're, you know, over a quarter of the way through the season, almost at the halfway point. I mean, they're definitely going to have 
a winning record at the halfway point. So I think that they're going to make the playoffs. I'll buy that one. I like that. And my last one, I had to throw the Falcons in there. Matt Ryan will finish with the most passing yards in the league and still have a losing record. Buy it or bogus. That's a fantastic take. I'm buying that one too. Dak Prescott's out of the way uh, with that ankle injury. Poor Dak. Uh, I was a huge fan of his. I was rooting for him this season. But uh, yeah, dude, they're going to be trailing in every game. I mean, for them to win, he has to throw for 400 yards. And even if they want to keep it close, he's thrown for 300. So multiply whatever those numbers are by uh, 16 games. Matt Ryan's always pretty healthy. Uh, I think he'll play the full season. So I love that. And there's no chance they're winning or getting over 500 games. No chance. They stink. So great take there, Mark. I'm going to buy it. I like that too. Matt Ryan right now sits at second in passing yards behind Dak Prescott, which is kind of absurd. But, uh, yeah, he sits at second and is leading by over 50 yards compared to the next guy behind him. So I think that that could happen as well. Great ones, Mark. Uh, I'm going to move on. This is one that I have been adamant about for weeks. I've given him his credit, but I'm going to say Josh's nickname should be Josh Average Allen because when he plays decent teams, he crumbles. Buyer to bogus, Josh Average Allen. Buy it, dude. I got to buy that. You were sending me some stats last night about uh, Josh Allen against teams with winning records. He doesn't even have a winning record in that category there. He is a good – he's mobile um, to, a, to a point. Um, he's got a cannon for an arm, which goes well with Stefan Diggs and John Brown. But, I mean, when the pressure is on, I think he gets flustered and he makes some really bad mistakes, careless mistakes – Things that a young player, which he is, would make. But, uh, you know, to put him up there in the category with, like, good great, good to great, um, I think he's average. I, I like that take. I'll, I'll buy that. There we go. We've talked about this a little bit. We both said that it wasn't a great move. But is it Tua time? I think Tua is going to finish with worse stats than Ryan Fitzpatrick had through the first six games. Buy it or bogus? Oh, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that that is bogus. I think that Tua will have similar stats. The first couple games are gonna be rough, but I think that he will finish with some decent stats here. And I'm just looking at their schedule right now. Like you said, I mean, the Rams are a tough defense. Cardinals look good this week. Chargers look decent. But uh, they got to play a few defenses that are not that good. The remaining schedule, I mean, the Dolphins don't have a – I mean, excuse me, the Broncos don't have a great defense. You're looking at the Jets again. You're looking at the Bengals, all not great defenses. The Chiefs have a decent defense. Patriots have a very good defense. Um, and then you play the Raiders, average defense. So I'm going to say that's bogus. I think Tua might come out and have some decent stats here um, in the next coming weeks. Granted that he plays the next all the next few weeks. You know, They might play him and be like, you know what, this isn't working out. He's getting destroyed out there. Let's bench him, put Fitzpatrick back in. So, But for right now, I think that his stats will be on par, if not better than Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to say bogus on that. Okay, okay. I mean, you know. He's a top pick, so he should be doing that. But uh, I'll just give you a couple uh, 
couple of averages, couple of big stats for him uh, this season. Fitz has 1,500 yards, so right now he's the 12th best passer in terms of yards, 13th in to- in terms of uh, in terms of touchdowns with 10. Uh, he is throwing a lot of picks, but uh, his completion percentage, uh, I think it's seventy uh, percent right now. So he's doing pretty well. He's being pretty efficient. Uh, so Tua could definitely put up similar numbers. Definitely could get more yards. But I don't know if he's completing seventy percent. But we'll see. It's going to be close. Moving on, this one's a tough one in my opinion because it's either you like it or you don't. I'm calling it right now, Kansas City. Super Bowl champs. I can't see any team that has a chance to beat them. I'm just going to say it right now. Kansas City is winning the Super Bowl. Bye or bogus? Bogus. The reason I say that is because I happened to turn on first take today for the first time in a while. Just because I wanted to see Stephen A. destroy the Cowboys. And they happened to be talking about the Chiefs. And Max Kellerman came on and said that the Chiefs, when they're in the thick of it, When they're in games where it's competitive and it's head-to-head, they're not losing by a ton, they're not winning by a ton, it's right there. It's a one-possession game. They're not that much better than 500 in those situations. When you talk about the AFC, you're going to be looking at teams like the Titans. I think they match up well with the Chiefs, actually. You look at teams like Pittsburgh. You look at teams like the Patriots. They're going to have their hands full there. Um, and I think that the Chiefs are not even a lock to win the AFC. When you talk about the NFC as well, I mean, you look at teams like the Packers. They've lost some big big games over the past two seasons now against very tough opponents. But uh, I think the Chiefs here, their defense has to sure up some things. we got to see how Le'Veon Bell plays in the mix. But I think that the toughest thing for them, not only winning, I think it's going to be getting there. You look at this, I mean, they lost the Raiders. they got to play the Raiders again. Um, you know, they're just getting, you know, and that was a close game that that's what I'm talking about. That, that game was not, you know, they weren't winning by a ton. They weren't losing by a ton until the very end. So I think that that's a tough game. And, uh, I think that's a tall ask for the chiefs here. I I think the chiefs are going to be in the thick of some things and, you know, it's going to be very telling when they play some of these other teams, like the Titans, like the Steelers, like, you know, uh, maybe a Patriots with a Cam Newton, if they can get things back on track. You know, it's going to be tough for the Chiefs. So I'm going to say bogus on that. I don't think they're going to repeat and go back to back. I do like your takes that, the, especially in the AFC, it's going to be tough for them to get there between, you know, Steelers, Titans. And like you said, they did have a tough loss to the Raiders. They got to play them again. I'm not saying it's going to be, I mean, it's definitely going to be tough for them. I just can't see any team out scheming them offensively. The only thing that they can rely on, like those teams you mentioned, they all have great defenses, like Tennessee, New England, and Pittsburgh. If their defense is on, they're definitely going to give teams trouble, but I still think Kansas City's the team to beat right now, so that's why I'm saying that I think that they're going to win the Super Bowl, at least right now. I Got think. One- I believe that, sorry to cut you off, but I think the Chiefs play the Bucks this year, regular season, if I'm not mistaken. That's going to be a tough game. Bucks have a good Bucks have a good D. I, think, I mean, if the Bucks defense can hold up against the Chiefs, there, I think Tom Brady could do enough against that defense to really, you know, maybe pull off a win there. I think that that could be the Super Bowl matchup. To be honest, be. I think it could it be could Chiefs be. Bucks for sure. But uh, one more here, and 
This isn't to say that they aren't going to make the playoffs because I just said that they would. I agreed with your take, but I'm going to say Foles Gold. Nick Foles, he's he's leading the Bears right now, and they're five and one. But is Nick Foles a top QB in the league or near the top? I don't think so. So Foles Gold, do you buy the Nick Foles train right now? Do you think he's a competent starter? Wow. Should we? I'm going to mention this. Earlier in the week, Noah and I had a debate. Who would you rather have, Teddy Bridgewater or Nick Foles? And I said Nick Foles, but I think it's about even. I think they're about the same player. You get the same amount of wins if you put both of them on the same team. I know Noah's going to disagree with me here. But do I think he's a top QB? I think he's in the 15 to 20 range. I don't think he's top 15. I would put him right there in the 15 to 20 range. I would move Tannehill up from what people thought. Um, but uh, that's besides the point. Um, I think that Nick Foles is a good game player there. He's winning games with one really good wide receiver in Allen Robinson, who I wouldn't know if I, I don't know if I'd put him top 10, Allen Robinson, but I definitely put him top 15. But he's winning games with him. He's really got no other weapons. I mean, Jimmy Graham's old. He's a shell of what he was. They're down Tyreek Coe, and they only have David Montgomery. I, I like Nick Foles. I, th- I think he's a top, you know, like I said, 15 to 20 QB, and I do like the Bears here to make the playoffs, or at least, you know, it's going to be tough for them to miss the play. I mean, to miss the playoffs, I guess you'd say, but I like the Bears here. But you got to admit, I'm going to take it and say that you did buy it. It's a little bit of fool's gold because he is being elevated by that team. I don't think that they are as good as their record shows. They're not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say that they're not going to be a 14-2 and two team here at the end of the year. So No, they won't be. And, I mean, they're, they're, when you look at teams with similar records, are they better than the Bills? I don't think so. They're not better than the Chiefs with a similar record. They're not better than the Ravens. They're not better than the Titans. So, I mean, the record is a little, you know, it's a little, it fools people a little bit here, just like the Colts do. The Colts are 4-2, and two, but I don't think they're a very good team. But I do think Nick Foles, I am going to buy it that he's like a 15-20 to 20 QB. I think he's top 20, definitely. All right. I'll take it. I'll say you bought it, but he's not bad. I I like those. I like those. And uh, I like the show. It's going to be a great week seven. Can't it wait. Is. Huge matchups this week. I think that that Steelers-Titans game should live up to the hype. Um, I mean, there's just so many good. Even the Seahawks-Cardinals, that's going to be a really good game as well. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to our show next week. Absolutely, man. Like you said, a lot of good matchups. Uh, really looking forward to it, especially for you and I got the best matchup of the week there but there are a lot of sneaky ones out there as well so we could see a lot of very tight games this week but absolutely looking forward to talking next week about the uh about the landscape of the season and seeing where things are at so i'll talk to you next week man